Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. Crossed up by Kobe. We'll float in Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those ladies. But I, but I, hold on. It's fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest. Top three corner men. Punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event. Locked it in. Every Saturday at 10. The overhand is out of hand when it comes to fisticuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut. Got you missing weight. Feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up. Feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight. Then retaliate. Put up your duke. Stick and move. Bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round. Bells ringing. Counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bring in crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry of curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to throwing jabs combat sports podcast it's fight night, so here we are in the morning breaking it down for you. Myself, Big Jace, and Jared Jones. No Joe today. Uh, I think he's at the UFC office protesting the, the Adesanya win. Uh, I think that's why he's not here today. Trying to explain by why Johnny Walker won on points. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring it up, Johnny Walker. He got knocked out bro jamal hill i i i I got i want to know what you thought of the fight i mean it was a brief fight the 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 small time they were in the ring together jared but also jamal hill can he compete i mean this is the light heavyweight division is a land of dinosaurs right now all these old guys at the top and someone i think one of these young guys a lot of people talking about prohaska can jamal hill get in that that conversation i know it wasn't a lot to see from him this past fight but can he oh i believe so i think this guy is uh is is right there 
on the precipice of the elite status. Um, that said, uh, the the Johnny Walker man, you uh, you didn't you didn't throw any you didn't throw any strikes. You just faint, faint, faint. And and this <laughs> it's hilarious because this is exactly what I wanted to happen. You go like this, and then the other guy just walks straight in and punches you in the mouth and knocks you unconscious. Because that last fight, both of them doing that, didn't make any sense. If you're scared of the guy that's doing that boogeyman Jim Carrey stuff from me, myself, and Irene, you don't belong in the octagon. He's going to have to hit Hill to keep him off him. And he didn't want to do that. And That was my favorite, man. That was my favorite (laughs) fight so far this year. Johnny Walker, the sleep walker. Put to sleep. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have a. All right, so uh, J- Johnny Walker, there's obviously something wrong. There's something happened. How does he bounce back? Does he like? <laughs> does he like change camps? Does he go find somewhere else? It is what is wrong? Can he get back on track to where he was, or is he just forever broken? Mm. I've never seen a fighter do that before. Is Colbert Garbrandt going to come back and win a title? No. He just had that thing happen, and it's like flipping a switch, and I've never seen it turn back the other way. Johnny Walker will not be that guy. He needs to fight a couple 500 fighters and show some highlight reel stuff and maybe take one more money fight for a ass whooping, but he's... This is not the guy. This hasn't been the guy. Never was. Never was. Did some exciting things in between hundreds and hundreds of faints. I can't stand that fight. I'm glad he got knocked out. No. Yeah. I'm. I'm with you. This was. I. I, I loved watching him fight. I, I loved those knockouts he had. Those were great. I was on the Johnny Walker hype train. But, I mean, it, that isn't the same guy. I don't know what happened. If he's got to, like, change camps or something, something is wrong. Like, I don't know if it's mentally, uh, physically, if he's, like, got it from an injury he had. He's just trying to nurse. I don't know what's going on with him. But it's gone. Remember that bully in high school that never, ever, ever, ever got in a fight? He'd, he'd always be. That kid, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm about to hit somebody, but I never do. Now, if you're flinching and scared of that kid, you could lose to Johnny Walker. But uh, if that doesn't, yeah. there is nothing behind it. I promise. Punch him in the mouth. There's nothing there. That goes for Johnny Walker and that bully I was just describing. Punch him in the mouth. There's nothing there. I promise. You, you know. What would be the perfect fighter? You take Johnny Walker and mix it with Deontay Wilder. Because <laughs> rather than Deontay Wilder just wildly throwing punches, he's setting stuff up with feints from Johnny Walker, and then he's got that knockout power. So somehow find a middle ground and combine them all together, and there you go. That That's an elite fighter right there. But, uh, I, I mean, okay, we, we don't want to see Johnny Walker fight against. We don't care who his next opponent is going to be. Jamal Hill, 
big knockout. I mean, not too, too big, but, I mean, he's got his name entered in the – I mean, he can't go on a tear here, especially with how old – and, and like Glover Teixeira, the champion, I think Jamal Hill wins that fight right now. So, I, I who should he fight next, Jared? Oh. Uh. Uh, I I want to see more of a gatekeeper type fight for him. A, yeah. uh, a, a Paul Craig, Thiago Santos, Anthony Smith. Um, uh, I don't want to see the one fight I'd love to see, but don't want to see right now is Brahashka. Yeah. Um, I'd I'd watch Hill Blahovich. That's a great fight, but the problem with Bahashka is I like both of these guys to come up and kind of be the next, the proto of the division, so to speak. Um, yeah. So I don't want them fighting each other and one of them getting that that stain. It's like Sterling and Peter Jan, where one of them had to, you know, one of them had to lose. Yeah, I, I, I want it to be more like... Top eight. Yeah, I, I want it to be more like uh, Adesanya and Costa. Like, everyone talked about that fight for so, so long. And then they waited. The UFC was smart. They waited. They didn't kill off the two, one of the two hungry lions. They waited till someone had the gold and then made it happen. But, I mean, if it can last that long. But I, that, that, those two, I think Hill has entered that Prohaska territory where I think I could see. I, I like that Anthony Smith fight because that's really what I want to see. You got this nice knockout. Anthony Smith's a tough guy. You can knock him out, but he will – he'll hang with you for a little bit. So I want to see how he goes into the later rounds with a guy like – a tough guy like Anthony Smith. So, yeah, so I, I – I, he's there. I still will pro Prohaska ahead of him as far as uh, the next up-and-comer, the light heavyweights. But I he he's he's second now he's second now with this knockout. I totally agree. But uh, all right, let's keep it in the octagon, but not last week's fights. Let's talk about this week's fights. But first, since he's not here, he's still got to break it down. Joe's gonna hit us with that tail of the tape. Coming up Saturday night live from the Apex in Las Vegas, it's UFC Fight Night 202 featuring Bobby Green and Islam Makachev in a lightweight bout in the main event. Let's break it down. Bobby Green is 35 years old. He's 5'10 with a 71-inch reach and a record of 29-12-1 with 10 knockouts and 8 submissions. From San Bernardino, California, Green was put in the foster care at the age of 5 due to his parents' drug addiction and went on to become a star wrestler in high school. While working at a warehouse to support his son, he began pursuing a career in MMA. He made his professional debut in January of 2008 with a third-round knockout and then went 12-3 and three with 10 stoppages before becoming the king of the cage junior welterweight champion in 2010 with a first-round knockout of Ricky Legere. He defended his belt twice, scoring a guillotine choke over Darren Krugshank, but was then knocked out by Tim Means. After losing his title, he went over to Strike Force for a successful four-fight run before making his UFC debut in February of 2013 with a third-round submission of Jacob Volkman. He followed it up with a first-round body-kick knockout of James Krause and a unanimous decision over Pat Healy, but then would only win one of his next five, dropping decisions to Edson Barboza and Rashid Magomedov, 
and getting knocked out by Dustin Poirier while winning a decision over Eric Koch. After another two fights, Giddy bounced back with a unanimous decision over UFC mainstay Clay Guida, then defeated Lando Venata and Alan Patrick. In October of 2020, he dropped two more decisions to Thiago Santos and Rafael Faziz, but was able to come back three months later with a one-round annihilation of Ally Quinta, knocking him out with a powerful right cross followed by grounded pound. On February 12, 2022, he kept that momentum going with a dominant decision over Nazrat Hakparast. A well-rounded pressure fighter, Green is an experienced veteran who combines a strong wrestling background and an orthodox style and accurate striking to overwhelm his opponents. Islam Makachev, 30 years old, he's 5'10", with a 70.5-inch reach and a record of 21-1 with three knockouts and 10 submissions. From Makahala, Dagestan, he began training in Sambo in his youth under the tutelage of Abdulmanap Nurmagomedov, and in 2016 won a gold medal in the World Sambo Championships. He turned pro in August of 2010 with a unanimous decision and then won his next 10 with five submissions and two knockouts before making his UFC debut in May of 2012 with a second-round rear-naked choke submission of Leo Kunitz. Five months later, he suffered his first professional loss when he was knocked out by a thunderous right-hook counter by Adriano Martins. He was expected to face Drew Dauber next, failing a post-fight drug test. He did not return to action until the following year when he defeated Chris Wade by unanimous decision. After beating Nick Lentz, he scored a 57-second knockout over MMA veteran Glayson Taibo and then went on a four-fight winning streak, defeating the likes of Kajon Johnson and Drew Dauber by armbar and triangle choke, respectively. In July of 2021, he headlined his first main event when he took on Thiago Moises, dominating the Brazilian and defeating him by rear naked choke. He was next scheduled to fight former lightweight champion Rafael Dos Anjos until the latter pulled out due to an injury and was replaced by Dan Hooker with Makanchev winning via Kimura halfway into the first round. An aggressive pressure fighter with solid striking and world-class wrestling skills, Mahachev is exceptional at taking the fight to the mat, averaging three takedowns per minute while boasting a 70% strike defense. Will the unorthodox style of green be the difference, or will the world-class wrestling and relentless pressure of Mahachev be too overwhelming as both men eye a shot at world champion Charles Oliveira? Tune in Saturday night to UFC Fight Night. Mahakev versus Green, and let's find out. All right, Jared. I mean, it's everyone's so high on Mahachev. Mahakev. I, I get it. He's 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 one of Khabib's boys. Grew up with Khabib and that stuff. But listen, I, I'm not all that sold on him. To be quite honest, he the, 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 he is. He's like a boxer right now, a young boxer. I want to see him. He should be fighting the gatekeepers. He should be fighting the guys at the top of the division. That's why I was excited for Benil Dariush. That's why I was excited for this fight. But Bobby Greens, the T-Bows, the, the 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 Drew Dobers, these guys aren't giving me what what I want. And, and it isn't like he's just – he is dismantling them, and, but he has a stain on his resume already with that knockout. So who's not to say someone in that division, Justin Gaethje, someone who's going to keep coming forward, You can't, he can't knock you out. I want to see him get to that level. I want to see him fight those guys at that level. And we're not going to get that tonight with uh, a Bobby Green. He's Bobby Green's been around a lot. 
He's had he has some great names on his resume. He hasn't beat them, but he's fought them. And but he he isn't going to this ten and below stuff in the rankings. I want to see that from Islam. Oh yeah, I, I want to see him fight the top guys. He should be fighting like he he should be two three fights three fights away from the belt right now. Green isn't uh isn't ranked at all, and yeah, Makashev should be fighting somebody. Dariush was awesome, so this is a late replacement. Um, Green, obviously, professional fighter, always dangerous, but take Makashev here. This is like the Rig and Dial fight in boxing. They're both minus nine hundred. I think they should be a little higher. Um. Take Makashev here, yeah, and look forward to this guy's next fight. I am high on him. Did you? That's I wanna, I want a statistician to check on that three takedowns per minute average. Is that accurate? That's good. God, and you're not high on this guy? Yeah, I'll well, take it. I, I just need to see him against these top guys because I mean he's he everyone's Stand he's got the Khabib. Kevin he's got this. Yeah, he he. Uh, okay, yeah. I like that. Do that for like me. <laughs> but uh, no, I I think he, he's got that Khabib rub, and that's why everyone's talking about him. True. But he needs to fight the, the these top guys. Dan Hooker's all right, but I mean, having that be the best name on your resume. Be fair to him though. He signed a fight with Darius, who who pulled this is Bobby. Green. No, that 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 is true. Oh, it's not no. you. You know, be fair to Makashev. He's ready. He's going to fight those guys. I, no, I, 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 I agree I, first. Take this cat seriously. Get him out of there. And then move on. No, yeah. But I, I uh, that's why I was really sad with the Darius because that would have been so fun. They, oh, both yeah. these guys, that would have been the the next guy to get up in that. I think he would have the winner of that would have gotten the next title shot. Oliveira is probably too dynamic for Makashev. Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, probably. When I said a few years back, Oliveira, one of the most dynamic fighters in the game, both you and Joe's jaw dropped. His last three, four, five fights, I think, have circle gets a square. Yeah, I, I yeah, but we determined I, you were telling the truth. No, yeah, I, I think. <laughs> No, you, you you were right, and, but yeah, I, I like Oliveira against. I, I honestly only the the guy had a. I I, I don't see him the Dustin Poiriers. I don't necessarily see him beating them. I don't see him beating the Gaethys. Uh I, I I think it's rough. I I need to see those fights though, because I think he has the ability to. With Chandler, but. You, yeah, Michael Chandler as well. I, I think those would be great fights. I'd love to see him. I think he has the ability to just do what Khabib did, take him down, destroy him, smash him. I, I think he has that or then submit him. But I, I don't know. All, all these these guys who – Dan Hooker being the best fight on your resume doesn't really it, allure me that much. Granted. And so stopped once in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. I understand your argument. I get it. I'm not in complete agreement with him. I am high on this guy. I think he's probably top five, but I agree with you. If you're getting knocked out by uh uh and Adriano Martins. 
Oh, that's not a bad fighter. Oh, well, all right. But anyways, um, you're definitely getting knocked out. The point still remains. Justin Gagey and Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler will, if that guy clipped you, you can get clipped. Yeah, but I, I, I you're right. And with that being said, in that kickboxing match, and you're like, hmm, maybe he's susceptible. And what happened? Susceptible. Yeah. Oh. So I agree with you. And Bobby Green is an explosive fighter. Yeah. This this could honestly be like Andy Ruiz Joshua esque. Because I mean, yeah, Bobby Green's. He's explosive, but he also has like he has the miles under his belt. I I, I know I understand Mahaka is young. He's good. He's got all this ability, but he doesn't necessarily have anything. Bobby Green hasn't really seen in, in the octagon. So if he takes maybe, a final scraping though. That that is Bobby true. Bobby Green's best chance is for Makachev to think, ah, I want to show people I can strike, and I'm going to get in there and trade with this guy, and that's the only chance Bobby Green has. Bobby, yeah, like the first 30 seconds of the fight. That's all I'm giving Bobby Green. That's his only shot. Uh, if he can get a knockdown and maybe cat, catapult the momentum and take it into the rest of the fight, maybe. But no, I, I don't know. But I, I regardless, I think it, it it's going to be interesting. I, I do think it will be fun. It's it's fun watching Mahaka fight. I'm not going to say anything. He does his thing. He dismantles them. The dominance. But I want to see him dominate some of the top top guys rather than these middle of the pack guys. But And maybe Bobby Green can pull an Andy Ruiz here and change up um, Mahakev's whole trajectory for his career. But uh, we'll, we will see. We will see. But uh, that's going to do it for the UFC stuff today. We still got a boxing to talk about but first let's hear a word from one of our sponsors apps can do a lot of cool things you could order dinner gamble on your favorite team and track your health you could even get a mortgage one click and you can be approved i'm not sure by who or what country they're in you deserve more from the mortgage industry at any Mac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.any-mac.com. Email him at csawyer at any-mac.com or give him a call. 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345. Corporate NMLS number 338923. Any Mac Home Mortgage is equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC. DBA, Any Mac Home Mortgage. Lo-Fi Direct. Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent. License Lender Broker Number, ML 338923. Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923. Rhode Island License Lender. License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details.
Coming up Saturday night, Josh Taylor versus Jack Catterall for the undisputed light welterweight championship of the world at the SSE Hydroin Glasgow. Let's break it down. Jack Catterall's 28 years old. He's 5'7 with a 67-inch reach and a record of 26-0 with 13 knockouts. From Chorley, England, Catterall took up judo and wrestling at an early age before finding his way to boxing. After amassing an amateur record, of 48 and 18 and winning several regional titles, he turned pro in September of 2012 with a unanimous decision. He quickly went 9-0 with five knockouts before winning the European Junior Welterweight title with a second-round knockout of Tom Stalker. In his next fight, he blew out Caesar and Olive by fifth-round TKO to win the vacant WBO Intercontinental Junior Welterweight title. He defended it seven times with three knockouts, before defeating Tyrone Nurse by unanimous decision to claim the British title. He then blew out challenger Kevin McCauley in one round and then defended his Intercontinental Championship three more times, scoring a first-round knockout of Christopher Sabir, as well as decisions over Tyrone McKenna and former champion O'Hara Davies. In 2019, he annihilated Oscar Amador in three rounds and then went on to defeat Timo Schwarzkopf and Abderzak Hoya by decision. A versatile southpaw, Catterall is a powerful body puncher who's just as comfortable fighting on the inside as he is working from the outside, setting up his opponents with his excellent jab. Josh Taylor is 31 years old. He's 5'10 with a 69.5-inch reach and a record of 18-0 with 13 knockouts. From Preston Pond, Scotland, Taylor took up boxing at 15 and won a silver medal in the Commonwealth Games in 2010. Two years later, he became the first Scottish boxer to qualify for the Olympics since 1960, though he eventually lost in the quarterfinals to Italy's Domenico Valentino. He won gold in the Commonwealth Games in 2014, and after amassing an amateur record of 49-22, and 22, he turned pro in 2015 with a second-round knockout. He won his next nine fights with eight knockouts before taking on WBC silver champion O'Hara Davies, dropping him in round three and twice more in the seventh before the referee stopped the contest. For his first defense, he took on former lightweight champion Miguel Vasquez, and despite some trouble in the early rounds, Taylor's body attack proved too much as he dropped Vasquez, who was unable to beat the count. After a quick knockout of Wilson Campos and a unanimous decision over Victor Pastal, Taylor entered the World Boxing Super Series, first outclassing Ryan Martin en route to a seventh-round stoppage and then dominating champion Ivan Baranchik, scoring two knockdowns to win a unanimous decision as well as the IBF junior welterweight title. In the series finale, he took on WBA champion Regis Progre in what was widely regarded as one of the year's best fights with both men putting on masterful performances of skill and heart with Taylor edging him out for the majority decision. He followed that up with another one-round demolition of Thailand's Apinan Kong Song, knocking out the challenger with a perfectly timed left hook to the ribs. On May 22, 2021, he took on WBC and WBO champion Jose Ramirez, putting on a dominant performance and dropping Ramirez twice en route to a unanimous decision, becoming only the second Scotsman to become an undisputed world champion. One of the most talented fighters to come from Great Britain in the last decade, Taylor is equally skilled at outboxing his opponents from the outside as he is at breaking them down on the inside. He uses a solid jab and excellent footwork to get inside his opponent's guard and then a mix of hooks and uppercuts to keep them guessing 
and it's one of the most prolific body punchers in the game. Will the unheralded Catterall be able to use his strength and jam to upset Taylor's plans to move up and challenge at welterweight? Or will the Tartan Tornado's advantages in experience, speed, and footwork be too much for his opponent as he continues to prove that he is one of the very best pound-for-pound fighters in the world? Tune in Saturday night for Taylor versus Catterall, and let's find out. I'm excited for this fight just because I love Josh Taylor. He's a beast. He's a monster. Uh, I think he's going to dispatch Catterall like he has everyone else. And I, I think that's the, the the real question with him is when are you gonna move up to welterweight? Ah, is that what we want? Yeah, I mean, ah. you don't want to see him against Bud. You don't want to see him against Spence. Him against your boy Virgil Ortiz. Oh God! But he's smaller. Ortiz would break him. <laughs> Whoo! Yeah, but I think his style really mesh really will mesh well with him being smaller, more quicker, being able to get in, land some stuff, get out. He beat Ramirez, beat Zapata. Ah, there's not much here. Oh God, Jace, I hate it when you're right. Ah, man, there's just not much for him to do, but all of these guys will smash him. Oh, how about Mo Hooker? I like that. There you go. All right, come beat Catterall, come up, fight Mo Hooker. I'm okay with that. I like that. All right. Um, Does Catterall have any chance to win this fight? Um, no, I, I don't see. I don't see. I, I, I think Josh Taylor is just too much, too good. Yeah, I mean, uh, besides a lucky landing something lucky, that's I mean, I don't want to d- discredit Catterall because he's good too, but I just think there's levels and Josh Taylor's just on another level. Beat you McKenna know? by a point on two cards, knocked him down twice and beat him by a point on two different cards. Uh, McKenna's boxer is 15.81, and now he's fighting 198. So he was right there with a 16, and tonight he's fighting a 200. So yeah, let's not discredit him. He's a good fighter. But Taylor's on a completely another level. They're saying Taylor's about 12 times better, and I believe that. You put 12 of these guys in the ring with Taylor, he's knocking out seven or eight of them before he starts to get overwhelmed. I mean, this this is... Nope. Josh Taylor. Uh, Those are all good fights, but I feel like there's always too much pressure for the Diamond Champions to move up. Hagler spent his entire career at middleweight. Taylor is unified champion, and it's amazing accomplishment in itself. Yeah, but money talks, Tony. Very, very well said, though. I mean, that's how big he is. Loma came up and lost. Um, yeah. There's, there's been several adv- examples. Uh, there's one in the UFC just happened. Greatest one of the Izzy. Izzy, yeah. Yeah, just went up and lost, and it's like he's that he could dominate that weight class his entire career. 
he comes up, he tests himself against a bigger guy, and he loses to a bigger guy. Taylor could do that too. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I see both sides of this one. I agree with Tony. There's way too much pressure for that to be the next step for him when he's just not that big a guy. They have weight classes every seven pounds for a reason because that's there's a difference when you're fighting a bigger person. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I think this is. I, I I do think he could excel against some of the not top top guys at welterweight, but I think he could he could hold his own. I I think he could do well, but yeah, it, it will eventually. Eventually, that time will come. Where you're, you're, you're Loma and you're just and Loma and uh, Lopez when the guy's just a little bit too big for you. So, yeah, I, I can see it, but yeah, I just want to see him tangle with those guys at the top. So, I don't know. Uh, I mean, in boxing, like, it, it, going up, you talk about. Manny Pacquiao, look at how far he, he's gone up. Now you got Canelo doing the same thing, uh, going up all this weight. So I, it's doable. But, I mean, welterweight is a tough, tough division. Probably boxing's toughest right now. Marvin Hagler versus Virgil Hill. Hagler versus Matthew Muhammad. Hagler versus Torres. <laughs> there were some great fights you could have made with Hagler if he'd moved up. Kawhi. But uh, it wasn't a good idea. I mean, Tony's right, too. That just wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Oh, Loma suffered an injury in every fight he's had since moving up to lightweight. He's punching bigger people. He's getting hit by bigger punches. He's not that big of a guy. He's using his boxing skill to compensate for a weight class that he should not be in. And his body is breaking as a result. Totally agree, Tony. Good take. Yep. Not Tony said again. Some guys stay in one weight class. Yeah, you know their body. So, yeah. That is a good point. Next time you're not going to make it, send that guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, saying. But, the, I mean, that's what the fight game is. I mean, just chasing money at the expense of your own body, that's that's the fight game in a whole. Dude. Yeah, true that. True, that's kind of what the fight game yeah. is. Yeah, but... It's uh, <laughs> fighting, right? Yeah, but uh, th- that fight should be good. I mean, Josh Taylor's going to take it over. I am going to, Jared, I'm going to, one of these comments got me thinking, and I'm going to throw an impromptu uh, who you got on you with Tony's comment. Did you guys hear about Alexander Usyk leaving training camp for the rematch with Joshua to fight in the Ukraine? And you, you, everyone's seen the Klitschko brothers were getting ready to fight. So my impromptu who you got, you're in the foxhole. You're in the trenches. What combat sports athlete all time would you want in that foxhole with you? Oh, God. Um, It's tough, man. Wow. 
Now, what are you thinking about? Like, do you want, like, a guy to, like, relieve the pressure a little bit, make it a little or lighter, more intense, focused? Bro, God, he's blood and guts warrior type that I know is just going to put everything on the line. But I want Muhammad Ali's smarts to know when to put it on the line and when not to. You know, I want Nganu or young George Foreman's power or, or Frazier's left hook. I mean, there's so many guys, but I think you've got to have uh, both that ferocity and the mentality. Mickey Ward's a good, a good keeps coming to my mind. Um, wow. Yeah. That's a tough one. I like that. See, I, I, I the first name that came to my mind was uh like uh justin gaethje because i mean he goes to war but i mean just that going forward always going you don't want that in war you know uh and then robbie lawler was another name that i thought of but tony got the the correct answer it's valentina she's a badass she's shooting guns she's got the bullet she she knows how to shoot so she'll so she'll take care of you. I have, I have an, I have an answer to the question and an honorable mention. My honorable mention is Roberto Duran. And my answer to the question, we were already talking about a marvelous Marvin Hagler. That's who I want there, Hagler, blood and guts warrior with a half a brain. He's gonna win the fight. Watch his fights, man. You can make an argument that he he's won every fight. And this, yeah. <laughs> who do you want to be in a foxhole with? Is that Shevchenko? Nice. Uh, uh, but uh, um, I, I will. Yeah, Marvin Hagler is is a great. Have you seen the videos of him training, like just running in the snow, no. running in the snow, yelling war, war. Just run like a psychopath. That, yeah, you want that next to your third war. But uh, I, 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 now, Jared, let's wrap up all the fight talks with how you're going to make us some money. Well, this is, they call it the puncher's chance. And this is as, as puncher's chance if, as ever there has been one. This is a round robin I played, uh, twos to five. So it's 26 $1 bets to win over 12 grand. And what you have here is a bunch of guys that haven't shown me yet. This young Gary Russell hasn't shown me yet, but Victor Pistol, I know. Campbell Hatton has shown me he doesn't have it. And I'm just waiting for the upset. Keep putting a couple bucks against Campbell Hatton. Every single fight, he's got one coming. Same goes for Lawrence Oakley. These guys, every single one of these fights is somebody, the toughest opponent to date against somebody I think is a little suspicious. Uh, Jose Pedraza is is an exception to that. I just think he's awkward enough that maybe he gets it done and at plus 400, I like money. 
Encas uh, is the last one I put on here um, to round out the five. It's easier to get two out of five than two out of four. Uh, but any two of these will pay for it. Any two of these will break that $26 open. So um, I round robin all five of them. $26, twos to fives. Let's get three, four, five of those and win us some money. Oh, I mean, I, I like that. I do think a lot of those fights are going to be a lot close, especially for what the odds are saying. So Some suspicious young guys on that list at plus 500. Yeah, definitely. So uh, should be interesting. We have a we have a great night of fights ahead of us. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, UFC, uh, all on ESPN boxing. Anything you want, go ahead check it out there, and uh, and tune in next week to where we break it down, and then preview next week's fights. So. Uh, Big shout out to Annie Mac Home Mortgage and JPEX Financial for sponsoring today's episode. And also make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for uh, not just great sports podcasts like this, true com podcast, political podcast. Go check it out, clovercrestmedia.com. And for myself, Big Jace and Jared Jones, we will see you next week for more Throwing Jabs. Take care, everyone. Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man. Punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fisticuffs, slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got your missing wave. Feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move. Bob and wave, don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bringing crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry of curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.